Welcome back to another episode of Sales Transformation brought to you by Ledium. In today's episode, we have Ryan O'Hara, who shares his insights on creative video prospecting and how it can transform your sales approach. From making customized jingles to filming corny commercials, Ryan discusses his unique strategies for capturing the attention of prospects and securing meetings. So if you're looking to stand out in your outreach, this episode is for you. Colin, back to you. All right, welcome back to another episode of Sales Transformation brought to you by Lydium. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell, and today I've got my good friend Ryan O'Hara on today. And I mean, creative videos is something you've been doing for a while, right? Yeah, it's a kind of a fun thing that I like to do. And the cool part is like, all right, so like right now I'm using my 4K camera. My phone films better than this 4K camera. I just don't want to use it for a podcast or a video cast because like, you know, someone calls me, it could interrupt the recording and stuff. You right. can like anyone with it can buy a tripod off of like Amazon or a website, set up a camera, get a couple lights and have your, have your video quality look professional. Like you can actually have it look pretty good. Um, and if you're a seller listening to this or a business owner and you don't know, like, you're like, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. You can outsource it. You can go on Fiverr or Upwork and go get somebody for 20 bucks to cut your video up for you. And then you're paying a hundred bucks to get five videos made. Uh, and you go make those five, five videos, go try that out. One of the things I see a lot of people do when they try and do like a customized tailored prospecting campaign is they just try, like they try it once. Like mm -hmm. uh, even on pitch fire, I'll see that. Like a rep will come in and pitch one person and then be like, Oh, I did it once. That's it. In real life. What you want to do is like, if you're going to try something, don't just do it once because there's too much probability of something going wrong. Like if I write a, make a really cool prospecting video and I email it to my prospect with like a Vidyard or a Loom or, or a Zite or whatever app you're using for that stuff, BombBomb, um, it literally might not ever reach their inbox. One in three emails that you write someone won't even hit the person's inbox that you're trying to reach. So um, you just, what's your success rate? Like you, let's say, for example, you create 12 videos. Of those 12 videos, how many yeah. are going to uh, net meetings for you? It, yeah, it kind of depends. So it, if I'm doing it privately, my rate's lower. If I do it publicly, one of the things that everyone listening doesn't have this advantage, but like Colin, you and me have pretty good followings online. So like if I throw something up on LinkedIn, someone will get tagged. I usually will at least hear back from somebody for it to turn into a meeting. Um, it's probably right now somewhere between 40 to 50%. It's but if I higher, do it it's a little higher email, than 0.7%. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, so you can do that. Stuff. But like, you know, what stinks is like all these sales managers and stuff everywhere. Are like, Hey, that doesn't scale activity, activity, activity. Um, if everybody did it, it wouldn't work. But if you're, if you go and do like, I'm talking like, like you don't make your video about you and your product and your service. You make it about the prospect. So you give me an example. Like what would a, like we did a simple script for, or, yeah. you know, what, what would that okay. look like? How long yeah, yeah, is the yeah. video? What are you talking about? I'll give you a really good example. So I wanted to break into the company Zoom, right? Everybody knows Zoom video conferencing company. Yep. I made a, I, I really like doing music production. It's something I'm passionate about. I, I This mic I literally bought for vocals, not for podcasting. I have cameras. I, I mean, I have synthesizers and stuff. I have Logic installed. I did a campaign where I made 90s commercial jingle, like corny 90s commercials for companies that we were trying to break into. Yeah. Um, um, the most, the one that went, that kind of blew up online was the Zoom, one I did for Zoom, but I did it for other companies that I wanted to break into also. Um, 
I'll go film a music video of what it's like a corny, like almost like the Mentos and Folgers commercials. Like remember the old Mentos commercials were like, like Mentos, the fresh maker and stuff. I just like would do a commercial like that for zoom. And it might, I'd go film that for like, you know, I'd block off a Friday afternoon and film five of these at once. And I do them here. Like I do them in my studio. I don't do too much. Like I don't go move around. I try and keep it limited so I can crank out and film something really quickly. And it's a 30 or 40 second video that's like Zoom, like just like corny, like commercial jingle stuff. And I, that one, the cool part is I'll go click in the video views on LinkedIn and they'll show you what companies watched it. And I'll see 800 people from Zoom watched it. And that's a huge win. If, if you write a cold email or a cold call to somebody, you're never going to get in front of 800 buyers at once. And so yeah. like that, that one was a good one for us. I was able to go get a meeting with Zoom doing that. Um and I, I did this for many other orgs where I made jingles for them and sent it to them. And I could see the views was more than one. I'm trying to create virality inside that company. And yeah. sure, it might have taken me. I blocked off a whole Friday afternoon where I did new calls or emails and stuff to film it. I did the music parts like on a different day where I basically what I did. The secret I did call and don't tell people is I reuse the same melody for every every company because they don't see the videos each other. Like, you know, what I mean? like they're not yeah. going to go see that stuff. And then I go send that out to them. I just have to change the words for each company. And sure enough, I've got 40 or 50% of them to book with me. And uh, most of them turn into customers too. Cause they're like, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> what t- is t- happening? T- so, tell, um, yeah. T- tell me a little bit about your process, like post video, right? So, you know, yep. obviously you get the video created. Um, yep. You post it. Yep. You see 800 people from zoom have seen the video. Now what? How do you secure the meeting? Yeah, so two things. It depends on the structure. So what I typically do is I usually start private. So I'll upload the video into a Vidyard, write a couple emails to some people that I think are decision makers and team leaders and be like, hey guys, I made this jingle for you. I think I can help you with reducing the amount of cold calls and cold emails that you get. Uh, uh, Would you be up for talking? Like, And I don't sell too much in the video. The video has nothing about pitch fire in it. I put the link inside the email. If they don't view it, I'm calling and being like, hey, I sent you a really awesome, I made a 90s jingle for you. Do you remember those old Mentos commercials? I'll go say that in a voicemail. They Like I'll I'll reference that stuff and I still don't get a bite. That's when I move to LinkedIn. So I'll take the video, upload it on LinkedIn, write a post and tag the company and say, hey, if you know anyone that works at Zoom, tag them below. I made this for people at Zoom. I thought they'd like it. And then I'll, if I see people that I know on LinkedIn that are mutual connections with people I'm trying to break into, I'll go message them and be like, hey, do you mind tagging this person on this post? I made this video for them and I want them to see it. The problem with doing stuff over like a video prospecting thing, like a Vidyard or a Loom or whatever you're using, um, you have a lot of limitation on like actually getting the view. So like the campaign's wasted on there if you do it on that end. The cool part about LinkedIn is these people will come in and have eight people that tag them on one post. Uh, yeah. And then they go, they have to see the video and then at the end of the video, I just have e- contact Ryan at pitchfire.com. Like they just throw that up. Anyway, so that's kind of my process. I'll then DM them on LinkedIn. If they don't respond, I'll move back to email. But typically they respond on LinkedIn. Mo- um, most of them, it's not that they don't respond. My response rate is probably close to 80 or 90%. It's that 40 to 50% of them will actually take the meeting afterward. Some of them will be like, hey, it's not a fit for us or you're too new or like, Get a haircut, you hippie. Like, they'll say some stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Good feedback. 
My, yeah, I don't have a hippie haircut. People listening just the podcast. My hair's not that long, but <laughs> yeah. Are you are you that. rocking a wig like, in the video, like, or are you or is it are you just genuine? Uh, I have, you? yeah. I these some of them I have, some of them I don't. I it's funny. I have a wig over here, but my mic's in the way. I don't want to bump into it. Like I'll do some silly stuff sometimes, but like the point is, the people you're prospecting are extraordinary, and if you do ordinary outreach with them, you're going to get ordinary results. You have to do something that's extraordinary to get in front of these extraordinary people and show that you're extraordinary. A lot of people listening to this today in sales, you or, or you're a business owner, you didn't grow up and say, boy, I can't wait to work in sales. You all have talents and things that you do. Like Colin, we, we, you and me geek out about audio production all the time, like on DMs and stuff on LinkedIn, right? You could easily go do like a, a audio thing. Like you could do, you could go record like, hey, I'm going to do a podcast episode. It's my top 10 favorite tech companies to watch this year. And then go tag those people online uh, on your podcast, do a little audiogram, and they'll go see it and hear it and be like, cool, we're mentioning this thing. And then when you're emailing them, they recognize your name because they just listen to your podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's what it's really about. It's about getting like air coverage everywhere you go. Yeah. And and, and thinking outside so, of the box to, to really get their attention. I mean, um, and, and obviously you couldn't do this all day, every day for every account you have. So you probably got to be selective, like, hey, what are the what are my top? Start with your top ten, your top twenty, maybe work through your top fifty yep. with an approach like this. Yeah, and you know what's funny is like I remember, um, like when I when I knew I was going to do a startup, I was trying to decide like, hey, do I want to? I I knew I wanted to do something with prospecting, and I knew I wanted to do. I kept thinking about like, what will prospecting look like in ten years? What can I make that would, would that could be a new form of prospecting? One of the ideas I kicked around was doing like, what if I just make an agency that does customized prospecting stuff for people? Um, yeah. The downside of that is that I become the business if I that happens. And I don't want to like, you know, five years from now, I don't want to be like, I, I can't go celebrate Christmas with my family because I have to go make videos for this prospect. Like that's the issue that runs into that. So I was like, oh, I'll just make something that, like I'll be, I'll find another if I can't entertain someone in exchange for a meeting I'll just do I'll just give them payment instead. Like I it's all around the themes of giving your prospect something, and in return you get something back. And like that's kind of where we're heading at this point with people. Uh, I think the other thing that's happened, Colin, that people don't think about is that like your prospect isn't their company anymore. The average person will stay at a company for eighteen months. That means the first six months they were at a company. They're a real change agent. They're getting they're getting their feet wet. They're understanding stuff. The next six months, they can really do purchasing decisions and stuff. And the last six months, they're staring down at their computer till 5 p.m. every day, mm-hmm. waiting to get the hell out of their office because they hate their job. Like, that, we have to stop assuming that everybody cares about where they work. That, that was a sentiment that might have worked in the 90s and 2000s. It's not like that in 2010, after 2020 now. Like, a lot of people are just looking out for themselves. Yeah, yeah. That's a, it's a good point. I mean, I think the, the, if we, if I were to sum everything up here, it, it's, it's actually fairly simple, right? If you want your prospects time, it takes time. You got to show that you put in the time to care enough to ask for their time. Right. In and, the word, in the words, in the words of saving private Ryan, earn this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Ryan, it's been awesome having you on. Appreciate it. Uh, any final thoughts and then where's the best place for, for people to get into your world? Yeah. So, uh, some final thoughts for me, 
I think that like one of the things that I really want to emphasize with people I always talk about with prospecting and sales is you have to be yourself. Think of things that you have that are unique about you and that's how you'll differentiate in your outreach. Like if you've been to places and have certain experiences, if you have hobbies that you're into, anything that you can find to put yourself into your prospecting. People say, hey, don't make prospecting about yourself. When they say that, all these sales trainers and stuff, what they're really talking about is your company. What they're not telling yeah. you is like, hey, AI can go do personalization and say, hey, I saw you went to UC Berkeley. Cool. Like everybody's doing that with AI and stuff. The thing that you have is your your unique experience with UC Berkeley. Like if the, I'm, in this example, the prospect went to UC Berkeley is amusing for this. So like put yourself into your prospecting. An email that I write should look very different than an email that Colin writes because we're different people. And we have different life experiences and we've gone through different things. Um, yeah. And, and that human kind of my... experience context is something that, that AI cannot or will never replace. Yeah. And so if you're looking for me online, the best way to find me, you should go make an account on pitchfire.com. What it does is uh, it allows you to submit sales pitches to people and they get paid to answer your sales pitches for you. Uh, they might say interested, not interested. They might tell you why, but that's kind of what we're trying to build from an ecosystem perspective. Um, along the same theme, when you write your pitch on Pitchfire, if you personalize it, put yourself into the pitch you're actually writing. Hell, you can even do a video if you want to on the platform. Like you can just post a link to your video that you made. They'll like be yourself when you're writing your pitches. You'll get a better chance of actually getting a meeting. Yeah. Sound advice. Sound advice. We'll drop the links there in the show notes so it's easy to find all that. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rise and review, share the show with your friends, help us reach more sellers and sales leaders to help transform the way that they sell.